The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Everton-Manchester City match that was scheduled for 3 Eastern today has been postponed due to an increased number of positive COVID-19 tests in the Manchester City team. Now, a statement from the club was released about a half hour ago, and it reads as such. After the latest round of COVID-19 testing, the club returned a number of positive cases in addition to the four already reported on Christmas Day. With the security of the bubble compromised, there posed a risk that the virus could spread further amongst the squad, the staff, and potentially beyond. Based on strong medical advice, the Premier League, in consultation with both clubs, have decided to postpone the fixture. All positive cases involving the players and staff will observe a period of self-isolation in accordance with Premier League and UK government protocol on quarantine. The first team training ground at City Football Academy will close for an indeterminate period with the squad and associated bubble undergoing testing before any decision is made for training to resume. Everyone at the club wishes all of our colleagues a speedy recovery ahead of their return to work, training, and competition. So that is the statement for Manchester City. The Premier League, they made a statement as well, and it reads, Manchester City's fixture at Everton has been postponed following a Premier League board meeting. Manchester City lodged a request with the Premier League today to rearrange the game following an increase in positive COVID-19 test results received by the club this morning on top of the cases reported on Christmas Day. This rise has created uncertainty and the Premier League board received medical advice that the match should be postponed. The statement went on to say the board agreed to rearrange the game as a precaution and further testing will now take place tomorrow. The decision has been taken with the health of players and staff the priority. The Premier League continues to have full confidence in its uh, protocols and rules and the way in which all clubs are implementing those rules. The league wishes those with COVID-19 a safe and speedy recovery and will rearrange the postponed fixture against Everton in due course. So that is the statement from the Premier League. Now Manchester City defender Emmerich Laporte, who suffered from COVID-19, tested positive back in September had this to say, tweeted this out earlier today. As you guys can see, it's clearly not over yet. Please remember to follow the rules. Keep you and your family safe. So now you are up to date on the match that was supposed to happen later today, 3 o'clock Eastern here between Everton and Manchester City. Danny Higginbotham, Ahmed Farid, Robbie Musto. So it's the news that you fear, right? Every Monday we come out here, we read the tests. Usually it's a very small number that are positive, but in this case it was enough to get the game postponed. What are your immediate thoughts on hearing that news? Just, just quite honestly, I'm, I'm worried. I mean, this, this is two football clubs now in the Premier League. Newcastle United had to shut down their training ground with increased uh, positive cases. Uh, we're seeing the same thing today with Manchester City. That's two games postponed in December. We know that this season, like any, unlike any others, it's a truncated season, lots of fixtures to get in. We're seeing it right now. You just worry that what happens if another club has the same situation or another club... Um, we know at this time of year, as players, families from all over the world are coming to see their 
children, if you like, play football in the Premier League and see their kids and their families, there is, of course, potential for spreading. Of course, the safety is paramount, and the Premier League have done the right thing throughout this process and today. Um, I'm just naturally a little worried that this keeps going. Yeah. The league's going to struggle potentially, to, to finish the fixtures. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a lot that we don't know here. We don't know exactly you know, how many players have, have tested positive. Yeah. We don't know about previous fixtures that have been played and perhaps some cross-contamination there. We're going to learn no decision we have learned from the Premier League has been made about other fixtures outside of Everton, Manchester City right now. But it's certainly a big question mark that hangs over the league. Yeah, right it's... I, I agree with Robbie. It's hugely concerning. You know, I've... Moved over two months ago, and, and up until two months ago, I was doing I was doing games, Premier League games in stadiums, and what the Premier League have done, as in terms of the safety, the well-being of everybody at football stadiums, I can't speak highly enough of it. It's been absolutely phenomenal, but the festive season, it's going to have an effect. People travelling, it's going to have an effect. We've seen areas down south in England have now gone to Tier Four. Where I lived up north, gone from tier two to tier three, so it is escalating. And one of the things is that, that has to be questioned along the way as well is that you look at Manchester City's last game. It was Newcastle who played Liverpool on Wednesday. City also played Arsenal in the League Cup, who, who then played Chelsea and played Brighton tomorrow. So all of a sudden, something that happens with one team mm -hmm. can manifest and, and can get worse. And I just hope, I just hope it's something that, that can be controlled at some point. The Premier League did indicate to us that at least they're seeing that the spread is not as severe when mm. you're playing these games in outdoor environments, so you'd hope the, uh, that Newcastle yeah. does not see an increase in positive cases now mm. from playing Manchester City. But it does bring into question, first and foremost, the safety of the players yeah. and staff. That's what we care about. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look at the football side of things and the schedule, you got so many matches right here. If you have to postpone a number of them, you start thinking, do you have to extend this season at the end of it? Which is difficult because we all know it's, it's finishing when it does, which is right on time, ready for the European Championships. And these players will be asked to go away their international squads and play in a major tournament. So it's a very, very tight season. Now, it's probably too far away to think about extending the season. How does that affect the Euros, the Cup competitions, the, 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 the League Cup is coming to a head a little bit, the FA Cup starts up in January. All these questions, it's just, we're like that on Mondays. I'm like that. When yeah. you read them out or if I'm here, you, you, you hope there's not many new cases. And with another club on the back of Newcastle United closing down their training ground, just like, oh, mm -hmm. this, you know. It's a, bit, it's a bit worrying. Well, you're, you're crossing your fingers on Mondays. You've got to cross your finger another day during the week because the Premier League are doing bi-weekly right. testing mm -hmm. now, and it varies on the day depending on the club, but trying to make sure that they can catch cases as soon as humanly possible here. But that match, Everton-Manchester City postponed later today. That is the big news in the Premier League right now. Got a statement here from Manchester City. It says, quote, after the latest round of COVID-19 testing, the club returned a number of positive cases in addition to the four already reported on Christmas Day. With the security of the bubble compromised, there posed a risk that the virus could spread further amongst the squad, the staff, and potentially beyond. Based on strong medical advice, the Premier League, in con uh, consultation with both clubs, have decided to postpone the fixture. All positive cases involving players and staff will observe a period of self-isolation in accordance with with Premier League and UK government protocol on quarantine. That is the Manchester City statement in part. The Premier League had this to say, the rise in positive tests has created uncertainty and the Premier League board received medical advice that the match should be postponed. The board agreed to rearrange the game as a precaution and further testing will now take place tomorrow. The Premier League continues to have full confidence in its protocols and rules and the way in which all clubs are implementing them.
The league wishes those with COVID-19 a safe and speedy recovery and will rearrange the postponed fixture against Everton in due course. So that is the statement, at least in part, from the Premier League. This is a tweet that came from Manchester City uh, defender Emmerich Laporte, who tested positive back in September, if you remember, for COVID-19. He said, quote, as you guys can see, it's clearly not over yet. Please remember to follow the rules and keep you and your family safe. Now, Brendan Rodgers and Roy Hodgson were asked about the news about the game between Everton and Manchester City being postponed. We'll hear from both of those managers right now. Can I just ask you a quick one on the, on the news tonight? Man City Everton uh, called off because of coronavirus. Just your thoughts on that. Are the protocols as you see them now adequate? Have you got full confidence in them? Is there anything more that can be done? And Are you concerned that it could have an impact at your club? It's a very good question. I'm actually quite thankful for it because I have got full confidence in everything the Premier League is doing with us at our training ground and at matches to make certain that you know we keep the virus away. But I think what this is showing, that in a moment in time where the virus is spreading quite rapidly, it's impossible for people, however well shielded they are by the Premier League and by the protocols that we have, it's impossible to totally shield people from, from getting it because the fact is they are human beings and they leave the football club and they, they go home and they, they have children who are coming back from school and they have to do their shopping etc 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 so it is very very concerning I must say um, my hope is that we can survive it and keep you know banging on through as it, as it were but um, I would lie if I didn't say I am concerned about the frequency of the virus at this moment in time, and I don't see how we in football are going to be so particularly shielded from it, um, even though we are trying so hard to remain shielded from it. I think how football has dealt with the pandemic is, uh, you know, has been really, really positive. I think all clubs, um, there's regular testing, there's um, we get lots of advice and lots of. Uh, procedures around staying safe, and thankfully we, you know, we as a club have been very good in that in that aspect. But uh, but of course it's it it's, can be bad luck and bad fortune that uh, that means a game has to be uh, wiped out. So um, so yeah, I think it's just um, you know what we have to keep the, the vigilance and, and making sure all the procedures are in place. And, uh, and like I said, all the advice that we're getting from the the, the doctors and, and our science teams and medical teams, then we have to uh, continue with those protocols. So, Robbie, must I'll start with you. How worried are you that this could be the start of a, of a bigger problem here in the Premier League? Naturally very worried. That's two football clubs now. They've had to close down their training grounds, Newcastle United and now Manchester City. Listen, we, we know that the virus is, is uncontrolled right now in the UK, and particularly in England, uh, which has given us a problem. I, I just, I, I really like what the comments the manager said there, Roy Hodgson talking about the protocols of the Premier League have been brilliant. Hmm. Can clubs and players do more? And I did read a report, I think it was this press conference, Nuno Espirito Santo, the Wolves manager, talking about banning his players from going to, to the grocery store, to get, you know, supermarket, to get to shopping. Can the clubs do more. And you're never going to get them all in the hotel for the remainder of the season to put them in their own little bubble. But is there more the clubs can do, I wonder, just to protect their players even more? I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's very difficult. As, as Robbie's quite rightly said, you, you listen to the two managers there, they speak about how well the Premier League has done, how, how they've, their attention to detail, what they've tried to do. But what we also have to remember is that 
these players are human beings. They go home to families. They have children that are probably at school. You know, in, in, when I was in the UK, like I said, I've only moved over two months ago. My, my children were in school from September until the day we, we left to come here. Mm. So, you know, it's very, very difficult to stop it all. You can do everything and you can put everything in place at football clubs, but it's when players leave the clubs. They still have families, they still have lives, and that's, what's ma that's what makes it ultra-difficult. Get, getting the fixtures in is what you, you've yeah. got to worry about. Mm -hmm. That's two games now that Man City have got to make up. They're in the Champions League, so those midweeks won't be available. More clubs, more postponements, a shortened season... That's, that could be a problem for the Premier League. Manchester City has Chelsea coming up this weekend. You wonder if perhaps the Premier League will think about having teams play without a significant number of their players that yeah. we've seen in some, some other sports. So that, of course, some of the big news today, that game between Everton and Manchester City postponed the date that that will be played, uh, still not to be determined, still yet to be determined. Frank, there's been some breaking news throughout today about game being postponed mm. between Manchester City and Everton because of covid What's your position there? How much communication have you had? How much is it on your mind about the whole situation? With City? Um, I, I was only aware of it before the game and, and I wasn't focused on it at all from our point of view. I had to focus on this, obviously, but something we'll discuss considering we've got them at the weekend um, and see what the position is. I'm, I'm not absolutely clear on the rules in terms of COVID cases, how many and what happens and that. So it's something I'll have to pick up with our medical team and the, and the Premier League. It's also happening with Morecambe as well, who are your next opponents after that. So potentially there could be a, a long break for you without any football. What, what would that mean to the club? We'll have to cross that bridge if it comes, if that's the case. We can't, you know, COVID is strange times for all of us for different reasons. And um, I think we all sense that this month or the next period might be a tough one with what's been happening pre-Christmas um, with COVID in general and the, the surge and the, the difficulties that the public have got and football has as well. So... Um, secondary will be football in a sense if we don't play those games we'll keep working we'll keep everyone safe that's first and foremost Do you feel there is a bit of a public service keeping the football going obviously as safe as possible? No, yeah maybe I don't know I don't know it's hard for us to feel like that because it's our job it's just our job and we try and turn it, turn it out and I think the Premier League and, and clubs have done a great job in, t in trying to keep football going whether it be restart whether it be this season in difficult circumstances to be fair um, so let's hope we can keep it going so those were comments from yesterday. Today, the Premier League announced the results of their latest round of COVID testing. 18 tests were positive, the most the league has seen since it began testing weekly back in May. Everton Man City postponed yesterday, as we mentioned, and announced a little while ago. Ralph Hasenhuttle will manage from home today after a member of his household did test positive. And in the last couple of hours, Sheffield United did confirm that they recorded, quote, a number of positive COVID-19 tests during the latest round that showed the 18 new cases in the Premier League. Sheffield United at least scheduled right now to play at 1 Eastern against Burnley. We're going to hear from both managers right now, Sean Deitch, but first, here's Chris Wilder. Uh, Chris, just the one change, but several players missing from the squad, and we heard just before kickoff that you have returned some positive COVID cases uh, at the club. What can you tell us, and how has it impacted your selection tonight? Well, of course it's impacted us, because we've got We've got a couple of players missing um, through, through illness. Um, we had a, a player that had to go and get tested this morning as well. Um, a quick test. Uh, and, uh, and we've got a couple of injuries as well, so not ideal. But uh, we have to work with what we've got, and, uh, and that's what we'll do. So no McBurney, no Jagielka, no Sharp. Musick makes his first start of the season. We saw last night, of course, Everton and Manchester City uh, postponed. How close are you to, to, to perhaps making the same decision? 
Well, you know, we've just obviously notified the the, the, the relevant uh, authorities that we've that we've had uh, a situation at the football club. But I want to play football. You know, that's that's how it is. We're not looking to get anything canned or whatever. Um, we um, we did the right thing as far as the responsibility to the to the Premier League in notifying them and told them the situation regarding the players uh, that, have, that are ill uh, and uh, and I think about four or five of the backroom staff as well have have, uh, have tested positive as well so as I said it's not an ideal situation um, but I don't think we're we're in a club of one regarding regarding that it's it's picking up it's it's running through football clubs and um, I don't think I believe I don't think it'll uh, will be the first club that will be affected by it. I suppose another element then to, to add to the challenges that you face on the pitch. How much is it going to come down to, to confidence and belief now? To of course, to? we're looking for that big, big result and a, and, a, and a big performance. But you know, it's as I said, you know, people talk about what happened last season. We had a bit of a perfect storm, and it's a little bit the opposite of a, of a perfect storm this year. But we're, we're street fighters. We're in there fighting, as seen by all the performances this season, bar maybe one at Southampton. We're, we're scrapping away. Um, we're desperate for a, for a win. We're not at all happy with the situation, you know. Uh, of course, um, we feel we should be doing better in terms of points on the board. But yeah, again, it's another opportunity against the against an excellent side. I think if anybody talk, talks to me about our difficulties, you know, working in the Premier League, managing in the Premier League, and, and and playing in the Premier League, you know, my, my admiration for those managers that have been here for a number of years. You know, even people like Tony Pulis and Sam Allardyce who have managed long periods in the Premier League and I look today at, at, at Sean who's a, who's a pal of mine but what he does season in season out at this level is, is, is quite extraordinary with um, what he has to work with and he's got a really good group of honest players that give it a right go and I've got a good group of honest players who give it a right go so you know there's a, a little bit of inspiration for, for our players you just have to look around this place and, and, and look at what, the, what Burnley have done over the last four or five years to, uh, to work off that and, uh, and hopefully we can do so a lot of the stuff is developing uh, over the last yeah. day. Over the last few minutes here, we've had two reports come in. The Athletic is saying that the fixture between Tottenham and Fulham is in doubt now. Tomorrow is scheduled to be played because of COVID issues on Fulham. The Telegraph in the U.K. is also reporting that the Premier League is in discussions with the chairmen of the clubs on a possible two-week delay, a two-week pause in the season because of the COVID issues uh, that we saw yesterday mm -hmm. canceling or at least postponing the game between Everton and Manchester City. Robbie Earl, you were yeah. not here yesterday when no. that news broke. Mm -hmm. I'd just like to give your thoughts on the viruses mm -hmm. once again affecting fixtures in the Premier League. I think it's a case of looking at it from, from a bigger picture point of view, Ahmed. And Professional footballers are members of family first and footballers second. The members of family mean that you're a son, that you're an uncle, that you're a brother, that you're a dad. And it means you live in, in a family home where you go shopping, you do normal things, your kids come home from school, you go to, to the petrol station to fill up your car. And those are instances and times when COVID is out there and you're susceptible to picking something up. When you think of the UK at the moment, I've got a daughter who's living in the UK. The place is almost on lockdown. There's tears from one to four now, and, and many people are having to stay in. Footballers, professional soccer players, are still human beings. It doesn't mean you're Superman. doesn't mean you're vaccinated in any other way. Yes, there's the protocols and bubbles around match days, but outside of those times, people are walking around, and I think it's foolish of us to think that it wouldn't affect football. Mm -hmm. I air on this, the, the case of, of safety all the time. Um, I was sort of pleased that the game was called off. 
I take the, the words of Roy Hodgson and Amy Laporte, who said it's not over yet. Mm -hmm. I think we've been a little bit blasé or possibly about the, the virus, you know, that you know, fans are coming back, the vaccination's coming, we'll be fine. This virus kills people. This virus is still rising. There's a new strain in England. There's all kinds of problems. And my overlying thing is that people's lives are more important than Premier League points every time for me. In many respects, the Premier League has done a good job up mm. to this point. Only yeah. two uh, fixtures have been postponed in the restart in, in this season. Um, but the question can be made, Robbie Musto, is that you saw the in incident yesterday um, with that game being postponed because of the number of, of cases. You see a game today with Sheffield United. This game, at least right now, is, is still going yeah. on. So fans at home could ask the question, what is the, the demarcation line? At what point shouldn't there be you know, eight positive tests, ten positive tests It's a postponement? Everton has said they want full disclosure on why that match was postponed. What do you think of that? Well, I, I mean, I understand the frustration from Everton. They said in their statement, we're ready to play. It's a big deal, a home game against a big, a big club. Um, but the Premier League has, it's been a little vague on, on its reasoning, and I understand that. You know, they, they want parameters, Everton, and maybe some of the other clubs, of how many infections, you know, what's the situation, when do we close down our training ground, when are games postponed. But I think the Premier League rightly have taken it on a case-by-case -case situation, and they've got great medical advice, and they went into Man City and, and kind of assess things. It's difficult, isn't it? You can get numbers of infections, but it's difficult to try to, you know, see where the, the unknowns are and where it might have spread, where players have been close to each other in certain situations. So... It's a very worrying, almost by the hour, by the way, mm -hmm. it seems to be getting worse. Mm -hmm. And when Chris Wilder says there, chillingly, this virus is going through football clubs, mm -hmm. you know, then with reports and stuff, then you start worrying about, is football going to have to close down for a little while? Because it's not just in the Premier League, by the way. There's other leagues in England where mm -hmm. games are getting postponed a lot more than the Premier League. That's the concern. Rob, as a, as a player, and, and let's say you were a Burnley player today against Sheffield United, or an Everton player yesterday against Man City... Would you be OK playing, knowing that the other side have, have had the, these numbers? You're not sure how many. You're not sure if somebody maybe has tested in the morning but could, could be getting it a little bit later. Susceptibility to, to players is, is dangerous. Well, but but, but this, this whole conversation was had at the start, Rob, wasn't it? With mm. players, certain players, Troy Deeney member being one of them, yeah. was not sure about, listen, we need more assurances yeah. here. And to be fair, again, the Premier League, it sounds like, and, and we know, the, the, the protocol around the, the match day has been excellent with mm. different areas and, and, and what they've done. And the players' concerns were kind of eased a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right to ask that, because now with so much going around... Would you play? I, I would take it on my personal situation, and if, if, if you know, if I, if I wasn't living with an ageing parent yeah. or something, yeah, yeah. I, I'd play. I'd trust the protocols around the stadium. See, I had a dad, I've got a dad who's on the critical care list. I wouldn't be playing. I couldn't take that risk, mate, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. And that, we might see that now for, mm. from, from players going forward. And that's what makes it... Difficult yeah. because you have different situations depending yeah. depending on, on the player that you're talking to. Obviously, this is a developing story. We will keep you abreast of the situation as it goes on throughout the day. Can I ask you about the, the COVID situation, a rise in cases we've seen in, in the Premier League. Manchester City's game called off last night. The Premier League, I think, are looking at a potential circuit breaker in the calendar. What, what would be your reaction to that? It's, it's hard for me to just answer there that straight now, but the circuit breaker, uh, I think it's, it's more so, uh, it's the whole society and uh, uh, I'm not sure if uh, stop, stopping playing football will make a difference because uh, we've, we've, at least we've, in our bubble, in our, we've uh, proven to, um, to be quite, 
well, we, we haven't had too many uh, cases, uh, especially within the uh, within the group and transmitting within the group. So, I don't know. I, I don't want to join in that discussion. And one final point: we've seen a rise in the COVID positive COVID tests. Manchester City's game was off last night. Um, Sheffield United had some positive tests today decided to play. The Premier League have talked about potentially having a, a break in the calendar. What did you feel about that? I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm, I'm listening to you now. Uh, the rising uh, of the cases is increasing immensely all over the country. And we are not an exception. We are, we are part of society, of course. The protocols that we try to follow um, avoid a lot of things, but some things are, are impossible to avoid. If there's a break coming, I have, to see, I have to realize, people have to sit down and see if it's for the better. Then what's going to happen next? How are we going to fix the schedule? A lot of issues in, in that require good answers. So you heard both managers there talking about uh, the COVID-19 related issues. We talked about that earlier today. Here's a reminder. 18 new positive tests, according to the Premier League, uh, announced today. That's the most that the league has seen since weekly testing began. Everton Man City, that was postponed yesterday due to the virus. And today we showed you earlier, Ralph Hasenhuttle managed from home after a member of his household did test positive. Plus, we had news today. It emerged from The Athletic that tomorrow's Tottenham and Fulham match in question because of COVID issues on the Fulham side. As of right now, it is slated to get started at 1 o'clock Eastern right here on NBCSN. And another report from The Telegraph today, and you heard him talking about it there with both managers, said that the Premier League clubs have discussed a two-week break next month due to the recent virus outbreaks. This is what West Brom head coach Sam Allardyce had to say about it earlier today. Everybody's safety is more important than anything else, like it, where it started in the first place. And I think that uh, when I re listened to the news that the variant virus transmits 70%, is it 70%, 60% quicker than the, the original virus, um, then we can only do the right thing, which would be to have a circuit breaker. Um, uh, you know, I'm 66 year old, and the last thing I want to do is catch, catch COVID. So if that's what we need to do, that's what we need to do. I mean, probably all, all the players will, will overcome it. It'd be more difficult for me if I caught it to overcome it than them. So, yes, I'm very concerned for myself uh, and, and football in general. Um, so if that's what needs to be done, uh, we, we, we need to do it. And, it. and as much as we're getting tested, I mean, we had one positive uh, this week. So... It seems to be creeping around no matter how hard we try, no matter how many times we get tested, how we wear our masks, how we sanitise our hands and wash our hands. Uh, we are still uh, catching a lot of these infections throughout the country. So if that helps, let's do it and let's let the season run a little longer when we get through it. So clearly some concern there from Sam Allardyce, some concern from the other managers that we heard there from as well. <coughs> Robbiero, what do you make of uh, the idea of a two-week shutdown coming uh, next month? Because we heard the cases today, 1,500 yeah. tests conducted in the Premier League. Only yeah. 18 were, were tested. It sounds like a, a small number, but if yeah. those are concentrated on certain teams, it can spread pretty quickly. Absolutely, and if those numbers start to go up, um, I believe there was 53,000 new cases of COVID in the UK. Mm. I mean, that's the kind of numbers we're talking of. Now, you can only keep football and footballers in a certain bubble. And it was interesting that Sam Allardyce talked about his age and at 66 years of age, he, he wouldn't want to get COVID, obviously, with the dangers. 
But I also think we've got to be careful that... I've read someone like St Maximin and Jamal Lascelles have had COVID for two or three weeks, and I was reading some of the horrendous like, times and things they're going through to get themselves fit. So it's not a given that even if a player had it, it you know, a week later, they, they're going to be fine. I just feel that this might be necessary. This two-week break where we can just circuit break, try and condense and, and, and cool things down might be something we have to do. And where I would go in terms of trying to maybe make up some time... I think before the FA Cup kicks off, I think I scrapped the competition this year. And I know we find a way of getting some money down to those smaller clubs, but just give the Premier League a little bit of breathing room and a little bit of time to conduct its business. What do you think, Robbie? Well, this is what we feared. Since Project Restart, since starting the season early, since trying to get it jammed in, was all kind of based on if the individuals get it, they're going to go and isolate. That was kind of the theory. That was the idea of individual players get tested all the time and they go and, and, and look after themselves. But what happened if that was more? And what happened if training grounds got shut down, which we've seen two now in the last month? What happens if more and more players get this? We're on the edge of it, aren't we? We're on yeah. the brink. Mm. We're on the brink of the club saying, hang on a minute, there's more important things and, and then making sure we play these fixtures in these few weeks. You know, of course, you then think about how they're going to get the fixtures in. Are they going to get them in? Does it mean that the European Championships, which is a huge competition, that Premier League players don't feature mm. or maybe are late to that tournament? Because we can't assume that the whole Euros is d dependent on the Premier League. Other leagues that maybe <clears throat> are not having this situation will have the time to prepare as national teams. Yeah. So that will be something else to consider. But well, as Sam says, and as Robbie mm. L says... There's some important stuff out there, and if it means we have to stop, I think we're right on the edge of it. All those other things, fitting the games in, all those other things about Euros, shouldn't be the priority right now. People's health, people's mm -hmm. lives are more important than Premier League points. And, and we've seen this rise, we've seen the new variant, we've seen how, how much it, it's taking hold of people yeah. and causing problems. Football has to do its part and be disciplined and, and be strong in making the right decision for, for, for the players. It shouldn't be... It, football shouldn't spread the virus. No. Because, no. But, you know, with isolated one or two, mm. I think we can justify playing, but when it starts getting a lot more than that, then yeah. it's not good. Rob, we get, we get down the players route as well now. As, as a player who's in this situation, mm -hmm. do I want to be playing against a team that I've, I've had a load of cases where I've got family, I've got father who's on the critical care list? Would I really want to be playing it in those you situations? Know, you know what, even, even closer, do I want to be around my teammates? Yeah. Because yeah. playing in a match, mm. maybe I'm not going to get too close to too many people. In my dressing room, yeah. when we when train every together. day, yeah. when we don't mm. know where my teammates' family have been or who's, yeah. you know, the kids have been to schools, etc., etc., right. that is probably more of an issue than, than playing in the matches. It wouldn't be surprising to see some players perhaps opt say, out say because of wouldn't. that situation. Troy or De certainly some managers. At the start project, project Restart, Troy Deeney was very vocal. He just had a young son, I think, who had some breathing problems and said he didn't feel ready. He wasn't sure that science had, had proved to him that he was safe enough for him to go back there. Yeah. I think that, that might be something we start to hit as you see these numbers keep increasing whether it, it's in public life or footballers lives these cases just seem to be going yeah, Roy Hodgson spoke very well about yeah, it you yeah. know and he's another older manager Marcelo Bielsa I'm just going down the league table there's mm -hmm. a few aging managers I just wonder whether they, on the back of what Influence, Sam said, yeah. might start to, to speak up a little bit more. Well, certainly not just the players, right? It's the managers, yeah. like yeah. you mentioned yeah. there. It's the team staff, staff, staff around, around the players that certainly put themselves in danger. So a lot of options on the table, a two-week shutdown. You can talk about forfeiting games if uh, you do have an outbreak on your team. It's a developing story. The Tottenham Fulham game scheduled for earlier today.
The lab was postponed following a spike in COVID-19 cases at Fulham. A number of their players also showed symptoms today. It's the second match in three days postponed due to the virus after Everton Man City on Monday. The Premier League released this statement. The Premier League board has consulted its medical advisors, and the decision to postpone the game has been taken as a precaution and with the health of players and staff as the priority. The group will now be retested immediately. With low numbers of positive tests across the overwhelming majority of clubs, the Premier League continues to have full confidence in its COVID-19 protocols and being able to continue to play our fixtures as scheduled. The league wishes those with COVID-19 a safe and speedy recovery and will rearrange the postponed fixture between Tottenham and Fulham in due course. So now a recap of the COVID-related Premier League news this week. 18 new positive tests were announced yesterday, the most in a week since the league began testing. Two matches were postponed, as we mentioned, Everton Man City on Monday and Tottenham Fulham today after outbreaks at Fulham and Man City. But City reported no new positive tests from their round of testing yesterday, so they actually returned to training today. And finally, we can tell you Liverpool was moved into Tier 3, which means no fans will be allowed at any Premier League stadiums going forward. For more, we go to an earlier report from Sky Sports News chief reporter Brian Swanson. I think the message from the Premier League today is loud and clear that games are continuing. They are not in any form of discussions about any circuit break at the moment. They've been keen to stress that no club has put any proposal to them. The fact that chairman, that chief executives around clubs talk between themselves, that's been going on for as long as the Premier League has been around. The significance would be if those discussions were formally put to the Premier League and they were asked to vote on whether or not to suspend the season. There is nothing at this stage saying that that is what's going to happen. What we have seen, of course, is the second postponement in three days. You look at what's happening in the wider world, it's not a big surprise because coronavirus cases are going up, positive results are going up. But the Premier League in their statement this afternoon said that they uh, wish to maintain their full confidence in their protocols and being able to continue to play our fixtures as scheduled. So the, the message from them is clear that as far as they are concerned, their schedule will continue without any break, without any uh, form of pause in the Premier League itinerary. It was fascinating to hear Matt Hancock, the Health Secretary, speak on Sky News earlier today, and he said that he had been impressed with football's response to this pandemic. I think it's fantastic that we've been able to keep uh, uh, football going uh, through the uh, since the summer. Uh, it's so important, and uh, you know, it's absolutely a matter for the football authorities uh, working with the culture secretary to get this right. Uh, I am not going to. Uh, I'm not going to get involved in that uh, in that discussion. I know how seriously the football uh, leagues take the need to keep people safe, and how seriously they take uh, the, uh, the 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 measures that are necessary. Um, and uh, I know that they'll be taking this decision very seriously as well, but I also know just how great it is that we've got football on the telly uh, and uh, we're managing to do that behind closed doors, e even in the teeth of this pandemic. And with that, we welcome you inside the studio, Liam McHugh, Danny Higginbotham, and Robbie Earle. So some praise for how the Premier League and mm. football in general has handled the situation. If you look at the pure numbers, it's hard to argue, even with the 18 positives. That's yeah. 1,479 players yeah. and staff tested. It's a 1.22%. Mm. Three matches have been affected. 
Yeah. But it's two matches in the last three days during a time when cases are surging. There's a trend here. Yeah, and the Premier League, I feel, are going to have a problem. And let's not forget, Liam, over 50,000 new cases happened in the UK yesterday. Just 50,000. Now, we either be foolish or foolhardy to think the football is exempt from that. The football numbers at some point, I believe, are going to rise. And the priority of the Premier League was to say towards the players and the staff, and I absolutely get that. But if these cases keep rising, I'm almost certain that we'll have to have some kind of period where they lock the season down and we have a period of trying to compress this rise in, in the virus. Which is interesting because you heard the report there and obviously just the statement from the Premier League. It doesn't say that outright, but it, it more or less says that they're not thinking about a circuit yeah. break or a break at all. They have dealt incredibly well with it. You know, I, I, I covered some of the matches in the Premier League before I moved over here, and their attention to detail was, was, was magnificent. You know, they were absolutely brilliant, but it's OK saying that, how good the Premier League has been, but, as you quite rightly said, the cases are going up so quickly in England at the moment. You know, you're looking at the different tiers. Uh, areas are going from Tier 2 to Tier 4. You know, so everything's changing. So when things like that happen there will be instances within the Premier League as well, no matter how safely they look to do things. And, and that's the problem, and that's a problem that they're, that they're going to have to deal with, and it's how they're going to deal with it as well. Well, you're trying to deal with the health and safety of an entire organisation, and different individuals are going mm. to be affected differently by it. You have players in their early 20s. You also have managers in their 60s, like Sam Allardyce of West Brom, who yesterday spoke rather personally and thoughtfully about the situation. Everybody's safety is more important than anything else like it where it started in the first place. And I think that uh, when I re listened to the news that the variant virus transmits 70%, is it 70%, 60% quicker than the, the original virus, um, then we can only do the right thing, which would be to have a circuit breaker. Um, uh, you know, I'm 66 year old and the last thing I want to do is catch, catch COVID. I can obviously understand where he's coming from. So it's something that's on the back of his mind, obviously. And now it's right in all these players' faces day in, day out. And we saw it today with Fulham Tottenham mm. where uncertainty, even day of a match, as a player, how do you wrap your head the, around the that? Player, the, the Premier League has to have a responsibility to everybody in the game, whether you're Saka at Arsenal, who's 19 years of age, or Sam at West Bromwich Albion, who's 66 years of age. And I'm starting to get a little bit of an issue from a playing point of view, that if I was a player now and these situations happen, the, the biggest challenge used to be when a player was you'd have a fitness test in the morning and see if you're OK. You're now having a COVID test in the morning to see if you're fit enough to play or you're going to be isolated from, from, from your group. And we're getting games three hours before kickoff. The game was cancelled tonight. That, that doesn't seem right to me. Mentally, how can you be in the right pl place preparing for a game knowing that you've got a COVID test to come and you might be with the group and the game might be on or you might be in isolation for the next two weeks. That's not a, a good situation for the Premier League to get themselves into. Yeah, it's match day. You're not just flipping a switch. No, you're not. And, it, and it's a human element because we talk about the physical side of things for players, keeping fitness, and if they have this break, how they're going to keep their fitness. The mental side for me is, is just as big because, like you say, to be able to turn on and to turn off, we all know on a match day, different people deal with it differently. When yeah. I used to get up on a match day, I didn't want to speak to anybody. Didn't want to speak to anybody. And then to change that when the game gets called off. But we also have to think about these players, they're going home to their families as well.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.